Philadelphia area schools are closing because of the coronavirus. And what does it take to be a successful new agent? Tune in to Tool Time right now. We are back. I'm Tom Tool. She's Jess Lyon, and we've got a lot to unpack today. Specifically, the news story taking over the entire country at this point, the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And locally, what's happened here is that there's a couple Philadelphia area schools, Germantown Academy, um, specifically in Montgomery County. They closed uh, some schools in Central Bucks, closed as well. Um, Malvern Prep announced on Sunday that it was canceling domestic travel. So there's a lot of things happening here with local schools closing down. And there's even more to unpack. But what do you you think about all this? So I think that it's being obviously blown up and there's fake news stories and people are getting scared. Because I was looking over some facts about like the common flu or like influenza. And right now, I guess the death toll in the United States is about 22 people have died from um, COVID-19. And last year, thirty over 30,000 people died from the flu. So closing schools, I don't think is necessary. If you need to keep your child home from school, yes. If you need to go and wash your hands more, you should be doing that anyway. Um, covering your mouth when you cough, things like that. I think it's a little extreme to be closing the schools. I like how some schools in Bucks County, you know, shut down for the weekend, did a deep clean. Like, yes, that's a great proactive step. But um, closing a school, I don't think, don't think it's too necessary. There's definitely been some overreaction here, and you brought up a couple facts. Uh, there are more people that have died from the flu this year than coronavirus. I mean, that that happens every year. The flu is a real thing. Yeah. Um, additionally, if you look on the back of a can of Lysol or Clorox wipes, it says disinfects against the coronavirus. It's in there in the Did small print. Did they just print. put that, or is that something that's been? There? So these are. I looked at this and observed this in my house for like we'll get like a pack of 10 at a time or whatever mm-hmm. of those things from Amazon. So it wasn't like I just bought it at the store yesterday. Mm-hmm. And even if they did just put it on, I don't think it's making it to the shelves that quickly with the mass produce of like a can yeah. of Lysol or, or something else. Right now, 30% of the population does not wash their hands. So that immediately is a major issue here. And you, you said it yourself. It's washing your hands is like the first thing to do. Um, it's even better than like hand sanitizer or right. those like wipes that people have and We've been through this before. Like, there was swine flu, flu. SARS, the bird flu. I mean, the list goes on. And I remember uh, President Obama came out during a press conference when swine flu was picking up, and he just said the first thing to do is just wash your hands. And that's literally the the, the most important thing. Uh, But this isn't just limited to schools. The Flyers have closed their locker room to the media coming in after the game. Um, At spring training, the Phillies – they are not meeting fans anymore to sign things. They're pre-signing all the memorabilia, the balls, cards, hats, all that sort of stuff. That's being pre-signed and delivered to fans. And I've even seen, like, kids' basketball games where they're not high-fiving each other at the end. They're doing, like, a, like an elbow bump or something, mainly because there is this widespread panic about the coronavirus. And, uh, I mean, you look at there's been – you look at the numbers here. I mean, there's more people that are dying from the flu than they are from the coronavirus. So to me, I don't, I don't know that it's fake news. What, what, what the issue is is that people are hyped up about it. There's hysteria going on. And right. we've seen this stuff before with these other disease. I mean, you could go back throughout time and, and pick these things up. 
And the, the, the reality is you just got to be clean and be, and be, be aware of it. Yesterday um, at my open house, people didn't want to shake my hand. I was well, like, I washed my hands. And I went to Target last night. They were out of soap. Like, and six per person you could buy. Like, how- People were selling, like, hand sanitizer for, like, 500 bucks a bottle. What? I mean, I, I it, you know, this is all ba- based on what we're seeing. And, and, you know, I got an email last night because my kids are in school, right? So mm-hmm. there was a case. Uh, so I live in Lower Marion. There was a case in Lower Marion. Um, I'm, I'm not worried. Um, so I got this email. It came through at 941 from Amy Buckman, the director of school and community relations. Lower Marion School District has been in contact with Montgomery County Office of Public Health regarding the two presumptive cases of COVID-19 in Lower Marion that were announced this evening. No children are associated with these, and there is no recommendation to close Lower Marion schools at this time. If your kid is feeling ill, please keep them home and contact your medical provider. So very reasonable response there. I wish more people were responding that way right. to this. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's really like about like washing your hands and just being aware of it. It's an upper respiratory infection is what the disease is. It's not anything crazy but when people don't go to the doctor you're like bad things can happen exactly yeah so i'm with it maybe let's not close the schools so i mean they're even talking about the nba like playing games without the fans there right i mean this is just pretty pretty wild yeah i mean it affects so many things like it affects um you know if they're closing down a school like that's of course teachers get paid but like other people who are like School drivers, school bus drivers aren't driving the bus. Well, what about the parents that have to go to work? And, daycare. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and all of a sudden they can't show up to work because their kids are home. I mean, that's that's a problem. And then all the like let's people say that, who are working at the stadiums where they're not going to have fans watch the game, like that's that's crazy. So, a little bit of an overreaction. Let's see what happens. We're gonna have coronavirus in like three weeks. I don't. I, I don't <laughs> plan on getting. I'm gonna keep them washing my hands. So, well, and. and even around here, we had we had a, the flu kind of ran through the office a little bit. And yeah. if anyone was even thinking about coming in sick, I'm like, Don't you get, need to get, get out, out of here. here. Because I, I appreciate the effort, mm-hmm. but it's just not smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, when you had the flu, I mean, I had I was out for like two days, but I was totally, totally out of it. So it's not something you should be messing with. Yep. Really interesting article that got posted on Inman uh, this week, and – I don't necessarily agree with the article, but I love the topic because right now the number of realtors in the country is at its highest ever. It means new people are getting licensed. So what should a new agent's work ethic look like? What do you think about all this, Jess? I think of two things. I think you have to have it in you that you are going to outwork everyone else. And I also think you really have to have, like, never give up perseverance because it does get hard and like there are some things that you know go sideways and you are going to you might mess up or someone might not want to work for you there's there's really stressful situations but you get knocked down nine times you get back up ten times that there's situations where you just feel like the whole world's caving in on you but you just keep on going you'll get better so I would say you need to outwork everyone and have perseverance so those are good mindset things. I, I, I agree with you on both of those. Um, you know, I, I found a couple things that were interesting in this article here, and then I'll give you my take on it and what, what I know. And, and, and one was, um, I love this one, was do not work from home. Because if you're going to sit and work at home all the time, it, there's way too many distractions. You're getting started in a new career. You're a brand new agent. You've got to have some structure. You've got to have some routine about what you're going to be doing every day. Because when you're getting started, that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. So working harder than everyone else, absolutely. Also, be in an environment that's going to be conducive to success. 
What I also see that, uh, that was missed in the article here, they talked about like getting organized, which is fine. Be creative with marketing. That's fine. Align yourself with a top broker. Uh, that may or may not make a lot of sense. I'll touch on that in a second. Become an expert in your field. And that's, you know, that, that's certainly something you want to work towards down the line. And, and, and stop thinking small or don't pigeonhole yourself. I agree with all those. Any new agent out there, they should be making a commitment to get on the phone to making calls every day for at least two hours. If you want to be successful, that is the number one thing top producers do is they talk to more people than anybody else. So if you're a new agent and you want to find the key to success, this is in line with what you're talking about. Yes, Outworking everybody. Okay. Um, and like getting on the phone and doing that. So then you're probably asking yourself, like, where do I call these people? What do I do? So one is call your sphere, assemble your database of all the people you know. That 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 to me is very easy. It's also the most successful individual lead pillar you can have because they already know you, like you, and trust you. So that would be kind of step one. Then I would find an open house to sit at every weekend. Because if you do that, then you're going to be having and, – and tactically – so many people. Well, but tactically choose the open house where you want to be so it's in line with where you're trying to sell homes. Mm-hmm. And look and, – and also understand what's going on in the marketplace. you got to do some research, see what's selling, what's not, what price points are hot, all those sort of things. Uh, and, and really, you know, like sit down and like read all the contracts over so you know exactly what they say. I mean there's so many things to do. But for a new agent, you've got to be thinking about how am I going to generate business – how am I going to get up to speed so I know what I'm talking about? And how can I go on as many many appointments as possible? I mean, those are the, the three things. So I think you should keep your schedule open, too. I think that a lot of people get into real estate um, because they think that, oh, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> um, your schedule it re- is how I'm going to make it. And, yes, there are things that you have obligations like picking up your kids or maybe you're part of like a Sunday service or something like that. But people be like, I can take off during the day or off on the weekends or something like that. And I work every weekend. So keeping an open schedule, I think, is a big thing, too. Well, and you, booking yourself up. You bring a good, up a good point because a lot of people say, I want a flexible schedule, so I'm going to get into real estate. And what they, you know, it, it flexible by you mean working more than it's most like people. That's fine. Um, but you know, checking the MLS in your underwear at 9 a.m. at your house, that, that doesn't fly. That's not going to work. And, and if you look at what the people that, because there's an 87% failure rate, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason that 87% of people fail is they say they want to get into real estate because they want to invest or they want to be able to make calls from home or they want to do all these different things. And the people that are successful are showing up every day and they're treating it like a career. And getting started as a new agent, you're probably, you said out work. You've got to put in the time, and you've got to have like a clear conversation with your significant other too, and saying, "Look, this is going to be tough the first couple of years because I'm starting a brand new business, and we're going to need to work together on it." So, to, to me, it's you got to work harder than a lot of the people that are already out there doing it because you've got to catch up, you've got to earn business, and your skills may not be on the same level as theirs. So, you got to make up with it for effort with effort. And your own business too. Like nobody's gonna. I mean, this is with anything, but. Nobody's going to tell you to make the calls or go do an open house or things like that. So it's it's a lot of self-motivation as well. So I think that's a big key. Well, yeah. And I mean, so it's, you know, putting in the time, right? Treating it like a career. Mm-hmm. I, I, I gave you some tactical stuff here to do, but like figuring out like what your lead pillars are going to be, where you're going to get business from, because the phone's not just going to start ringing. And if you think just buying internet leads and calling them once is going to be your way to success, you're wrong there too. So it's going to be about having a plan. And f- finding a place where you can get the right training. I mean, to me, that, that that's pretty critical. I mean, just showing up and getting a desk at a brokerage office, 
That's why a lot of these big brokerages are in trouble right now because that model doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's all about training, knowing what to do, working smarter and harder. And I mean, you can go online and like Google like real estate coaching and doesn't mean you have to sign up for a coach, but there's tons of videos out there. If you watch videos on YouTube, you will get way more information than you're going to get in a lot of cases from the broker that hires you. Right. Sounds like we agree. Very cool. Um, Inman article, what do you think about the article? So let's go through this real quick. So align yourself with the top broker. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm like more down. So I would say you want to be in a place that's going to set you up to be successful um, and maybe be in the right environment. So a broker to me could be interchangeable with team because uh, to me, you know, if you're going to get aligned with the, with the top team, they're going to have training in place to get their new agents off the ground right away. At least the right team will. And they're going to also have like people for you to call and do all that sort of stuff. So to me, a, a broker or team might be a good answer there. So if we adjust the language there, we'll give him the thumbs up on that. Be creative with your marketing. <coughs> I say thumbs up. Um, if you join a team, it's very helpful because a lot. Some of the time, they'll have marketing, you know, um, systems already in place for you. Um, when I also hear this, it's like get your face all over social media all the time and let people know that you're a realtor. So what they mentioned here, let's go a little deeper. So social media, I mean, there's a very clear plan to work that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when they, they talk about going like trunk shows, wine tastings, raffles, all these different things, to me, this yeah. is, I think you got to be creative with how you're going to put the work in. And maybe it needs to be a sweat equity focus at the beginning before you start doing that sort of stuff. Social media is important. But again, there's realtors out there. I, I know I know this is their strategy. They post on social media and think people are just going to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. If you're not delivering content when it comes to marketing, like and actual value, and then – but, like, no one cares. Like, we talked about this at our training last week mm-hmm. where rates are really low, right? Just because rates are low, people are saying, well, the rates are low. What do we do? Well, th- there's no message there. It doesn't mean anything. The right or tell them what the low rates mean, right? I mean, like, hey, here's the difference in your payment, or here's wh- how much more you can afford. So to me, it's content marketing there. Um, organize yourself. So they specifically say create a schedule and establish your routine. Totally agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Or if you have the resources, have someone else do it for you. <laughs> so create a schedule for you? You want someone to tell you where to be? I would love that. To be very honest, I'll book my appointments. You put it in my calendar. You organize everything else. I'll just go on it. Okay. Um, so getting Being organized, organized is, is very important. Well, I, I, I think it's more of a routine, though. Like organizing your day is more important. Because, I mean, there's some people that are very disorganized, but they're selling a lot of homes, and they know exactly what they need to do. So, like, getting organized with your follow-ups, your database, your calls, that's where I see it being pretty critical. Uh, do not work from home. We talked about a little bit. How do you feel about that? I think if you are in a rhythm where or in a situation where you're super far away from the office, like I am working from home one or two days a week is fine. But I, in my first few years of the business, was here like every morning. And I think that is really important. That way you're just working on things because I would get distracted at home. Like Holly would be in my face or I would want to clean the house. And, you know, if you don't have a set up office space or if you have like kids running in on you, that's that's a pain. So I would say be in the office more often than not. Well, especially when you're getting started. So this is for the new agent, right? So that's yeah. what we're talking about here. Becoming an expert in your field. I think that's a no-brainer. Like, so this is course, to me. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, you need to know what you're talking about and always educating yourself, always continuing to learn more. That way you can relay it onto your client. 
becoming the knowledge broker, mm-hmm. right? Like knowing like what is the, what do the rates mean? What is what does low inventory mean? All those sort of things. So I, I, I agree there, and it's really just understanding the, the industry. And then the last one is do not pigeonhole yourself. What are they talking about? Well, I, I th- what they're talking about is I only sell in this neighborhood or I only do this. And as a new agent, I was going, like, all over the place. So, I like, I was like, where, where, can, I yeah, get a, same. where can I get a piece of business from? And Probably, like, an hour and a half away. Yeah, so I, 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 I agree with that. I think overall, I think the headlines are a little misleading here when you get into the content and what it actually means. It, 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 it's pretty good. So... Interesting stuff. Sounds like we're aligned, but also like putting in the work and working really hard, like a number one. Absolutely. So what do you got for a quote? So Nick, the guy behind the camera, the best, gave us a really great quote. This is from Bear. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to mess this up. Grills. Bear Grills. What a name. He's a survivalist. He says, survival can be summed up in three words. Never give up which kind of plays off on what I was just talking about, but you go. Well, I mean, so, uh, you know, that's also like a Jimmy V quote, sort of, too, which was the NC State coach who uh, had cancer. So, I mean, you look at these agents that are out there, and I, I we've talked about, like, the dip before, which is like the Seth Godin uh, uh, strategy, not strategy, uh, concept, where you start to work really hard at something, and, and beginning your effort's, like, really high because it's, like, exciting and new, and then it starts to suck, and you're not seeing results right away, and that's where it's so critical not to give up because you already spent a lot of time on it and you're like it's important for people to like kind of let you know along the way, hey, you're getting there, you're going down the path, you're closer than you think. Because when you don't give up, the quitters, I mean, they never win, but the people that don't quit, they oftentimes will plow through and do something that a lot of people didn't think you'd get done. So yeah. I, I don't think there's – and Bear Grylls, I mean, that guy's done some crazy stuff if you watch his show. So it's – uh, what's the name of the show? I forget. Man versus Nature or something like that. Man versus wild, yeah, that, well, that's what it was. That's so. cool. Well, I think of like when you're a new agent and you have so much piled on and you're calling a bunch of people and you hear like, no, 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 hang up, hang up, hang up. Um, and it can just, it can beat up on you. But you're right, you're so close to the next yes and that's when momentum starts. So, of course, I'm talking about like real estate, but it really can apply to anything. But just, you know, like I said, you get knocked down nine times, you get up ten. Cardi B. We'll be back next week on that note. Thanks, guys.